0: across the city and south cambridgeshire on fm digital and your mobile cambridge 105 radio i'm going to read you the menu it's fantastic
1: so we get better flavor because of the fen soil
2: i've drunk more beer since i came here and bought my two barrels than i've ever done in my life before i think
3: i shouldn't have said almonds they don't make it from almonds
2: (laughs) So you've got this big sticky mess
4: when you start off
3: pizza hot pies.
4: my wife's cakes are selling hot cakes <laughs> brilliant thank you
3: the time is right for this sort of thing food is
4: everything <laughs> cambridge
5: is right for this sort of thing what's it like getting dishes
4: <laughs> good afternoon and welcome to flavor with alan alder sue bailey and me matt bentman And a big welcome back to Sue. It's been a long time, Sue. Yes, it's about two months, I think, but with
6: holidays and food conferences being over now, it's nice to be back. Yeah, well, it's
5: nice to have the full team here again, though I will be popping off halfway through to attend a family event today. Uh, So anyway, let's talk about what's on. I've been following a coffee
6: trail, finding some unusual coffees in and around Cambridge. And it's a difficult time for many people at the moment and for businesses too. So a year on since market house
4: opened, I've been back to see how they're getting on. And another recent opening, Orleans Kitchen in Pease Hill reports on how they're getting on and what changes they're bringing in. Despite
5: the difficulties, new places are opening still, like the new wet fish shop at the station. We go and see what they have on offer, and for people who find wet fish a bit of a worry, fishmonger Ben Roberts will be here with some quick tips. And as
6: usual, we'll have a roundup of local food and drink news, a peek into Congratulations Corner, and at the end of the programme, our job section. So, let's begin.
5: This is a feature about exceptional coffee experiences. And there's a a newish coffee shop in Cambridge called Bean Theory in Newnham Road, next but one to the extant Rice Boat, and next door to the very good and very popular Salafongan on the other side, next door to Millworks. It has a lovely position overlooking the Mill Pond, a lovely place to sit out and relax. Its website says it's dedicated to crafting exceptional coffee experiences, so just up our street. And we recently have had an exceptional coffee experience from Vadim Granovsky at Cambridge Market and his flat red coffees.
7: So this is double espresso.
8: And then we have a mixture of uh, orange and just uh, freshly squeezed.
5: They're good, as Sam Adams from No Drinks testifies. Sam, you've uh, experienced Vadim's flat reds. We here. have. Uh, what did you think?
3: Uh, yeah, incredible. Um, we we went there on um, on Sunday, and uh, yeah, had a really nice chat with him. Um, the the flavour profiles of everything worked really well, um, and we were all yeah incredibly yeah blown away by it. It's very refreshing to have. Um, what,
5: what difference do you think the coffee makes to the mixture of orange and pomegranate? Uh,
3: I think the sweetness from the, the the juice itself and the bitterness from the coffee kind of work really well. Um, you, you don't really get that kind of the, the creamy texture which you'll get from the milk. But, yeah, it's... it's I, I don't know. I mean, we were trying to figure out what the, the whole kind of... How it, how well it worked and, and why it worked. But, yeah, it's... It, it just works. It's a great drink. Yeah, it's delicious. It's well worth a go. Vadim talked
5: about the popularity of coffee with fruit in some Asian countries and Nikki Segnet in her new book The Flavour Thesaurus More Flavours has several ideas for combining coffee with other flavors, though mostly not as drinks, but back to bean theory. Their coffee is from Home Food and head roaster Andrea has produced some interesting coffees, uh, including some very unusual combinations, coffee and mushrooms. Uh, I asked him about it, uh, starting with the more traditional coffees available at Bean Theory.
7: We got home blend, good body, chocolate tea with notes of caramel, fruit and floral, with low acidity at the end. But we also have a uh, different kind of coffee for pour over. Actually, uh, in bin theory, we have uh, two guests per time that we will change it every two, three months. For now, we have uh, one of uh, Costa Rica coffee that I think is great coffee, but also Rwandan, And we try to do all the time to have one African coffee and one of Central or South America coffee. Tell me about Coffee Mushroom. That's coffee
5: with mushroom in it.
7: Yes. Actually, our idea was to support local business and there is this company Mushroom Cambridge, and we tried to match the right coffee based on the flavor of the mushroom. And we do this lion's mane with a uh, Colombian coffee, which is very sweet coffee and match perfect with this mushroom. But we want to do even up other varieties of mushroom with other varieties of coffee. This is the plan for launch be... Just one, but will be more. So you're going to be testing different types
5: yes. of mushroom with different types yes. of coffee. Yeah,
7: we know? had a few <laughs> tests and meeting and yeah, it's, it's quite a good job because actually, it's, yeah, like I had no knowledge about mushroom, but now uh, I have. I mean, it's, It's quite good for me. Sounds like a brilliant idea. And smoked coffee, is that something else that you're considering doing? Uh, Smoked coffee is just an idea for now, but yeah, we will work on it. We have a few plans with coffee and other product. Uh, yeah, we have lots of ideas. And yeah, we must work. Also, we produce um coffee liqueur with the same Colombian coffee, which is very, very nice. Really? As I told you before, we just started, but we have lots of plans.
5: Yeah. So if we go into bean theory, we can try some of these coffees and the coffee Of course, so of course, of
7: course. That's fantastic. Uh, coffee mushroom is just for uh, retail. They're not going to brew a coffee mushroom, but you have to buy a bag.
5: And adventures in coffee are proceeding in Cambridge Market too. On Sunday I tried Cloud Orange from Vadim's stall and there will be tastings of both Vadim's coffee and ultimately home food coffee too. Vadim's is coming up soon. Vadim, you're doing a coffee tasting?
8: We are planning a, a coffee talk and a coffee tasting, yes. So, uh, what, different, different styles of coffee, presumably? Um, I would love to concentrate on, on, on flat reds and tell people the, the background, the history of this drink. Because it, it's sort of moving from, from, a local, from a local signature drink to a global stage, so I want to explain where it comes from. But I also want to give a few samples of how well coffee can be combined with fruit juices, apple purrs, Oranges, pomegranates. There are there are other tasties I would like to suggest, which would be a surprise.
5: Well, right. Well, I look forward to that. And have you got a date and a venue?
8: A venue, Burganana, where they have a room which we would use to accommodate twenty people. It will it, be uh, within the next uh, few weeks, probably yeah. somewhere in, um, in August, August, yes. August.
5: Right, And it's in Steak and
8: honour? It is in Steak and honour, yes. Right,
5: OK. Upstairs in Steak and honour, probably in August. Uh, yes, yes. That sounds
8: fantastic. Right, I will uh, look forward to... Keep, keep us informed. See you
5: there. <laughs> Thanks.
4: Yeah, so Bean Theory in Newnham Road. That's where you can buy bags of their different coffees, or you can get them online from Hone Foods. That's H-O-N-E as in honed to perfection, honedfoods.co.uk. Bean Theory is open daily for coffees, snacks and lunches and is planning on having cocktail evenings once they have a licence for alcohol. Vadim's Flat Red and other coffees are available on Cambridge Market on Tuesday to Fridays and on Sunday.
5: And if you want to try something else, there is always camp coffee, which has been on the market for decades. It's coffee with chicory, and you can also add cardamom to your coffee, which, if it's a bit sharp, smooths it out a touch. There's so much you can do with coffee. Of course, mocha is coffee with chocolate. Vadim says we should see it as an ingredient, and I think he's right. Are you a fan of camp coffee, Sue? Well, yes,
6: in fact, I am. I have got <laughs> a bottle in in my cupboard. I use it for making iced coffees and that is absolutely delicious it is really refreshing summer drink and it it, it gives it a flavour like nothing else. What,
5: you specifically recommend camp coffee camp for? Camp coffee
6: specifically for an iced coffee, yes. What? So that's a, a coffee with, with milk, or if you're being really very decadent, you could probably use condensed milk. That'd be way <laughs> too sweet. <laughs> but but also, you can use it as a cooking ingredient as well. The camp coffee itself does have a oh, tiny bit of sugar in it. Yeah. yeah. Well,
5: it's a very, very long time since I've had camp coffee. I must go and get some.
4: Oh, do you ha- get Matt, what about you? you are you a camp of coffee fan never tried it myself but my dad in his later years all of a sudden started having it in his fridge in his fridge door it just lived there forever <laughs> and he'd just occasionally take a little bit never got to try any myself but oh. it was one of those things he just claimed oh yeah i've liked that all my life yeah but never touched you know it was never visible until that moment oh, no. <laughs> i like it i definitely
5: recommend it right well um, when i was a teenager which was some time ago now my dad told me that during the war people used to roast dandelion roots yes, and then this. grind it to make yes. coffee so yes. i tried it cuz i was you know a keen food experimenter even then and uh it wasn't very nice you know and it makes you realize how desperate people must yeah, have been yeah. now
6: i've asked steve for various alternatives and
4: he says mm, it's not really a decent one for coffee right okay <laughs> <laughs> well on to our first news break of the day and this very night there is a levante kitchen aperitivo pop-up at meadows in mill road Walk-ins are available, but you can also book via the Levante Kitchen Instagram bio.
5: And this very day, it's the GOG Food and Artisan Day, and that's up until 4pm. There's food trucks, tastings, coffee, cake, and that's in Heath Farm at Shelford Bottom. And tomorrow, it's North Northstow Sunday Market, running from 10 till 2pm.
6: And on the subject of markets, we're sad to report that Derek and the Earth's Crust bread stall has ceased trading on Cambridge Market, and that's due to a combination of factors including transport costs and a fall in sales.
5: Yeah, that's a great shame. Derek had been there for 23 years. Oh, golly. So maybe the market's policy of allowing two bread
4: stalls to operate at the same time actually wasn't such a good one. Mm. And on the subject of goodbyes, goodbye too to Gastronomie in Bridge Street in Cambridge, whose owners have decided to concentrate on their Bury St Edmunds branch and open up the basement there. They cite, among other reasons for the closure, the closing of this Park Street car park which has led to a drop in footfall.
5: But there is good news. Work has begun on the expansion of Fitzbilly's in Trumpington Street, which is going to extend into what was the barber's
6: shop next door. And Kibu, the Japanese restaurant, is going to be opening on the 7th of August in Jesus
4: Lane. Some very welcome news from Mercado Central in Green Street. The lunch days are being extended, so will now take place from Thursdays to Sundays.
6: Yeah,
5: they're really good value, the lunchtime set meals. On the 2nd of August at Finn Boys in Mill Road there's the monthly Wednesday wine night with some Australasian dishes and wines on the menu. And the dishes include sea bass, sunflowers and cucumber with smoked soy and mackerel, gooseberries and lovage. And this special
6: night begins at 7.30 and costs £80 a head. Sam Adams of Node has a pop-up at Meadows Mill Road Branch and here is Sam with the details of this and some other events.
3: It's taking place on the 6th of August, the Sunday. It starts at uh, 6 o'clock and it's a range of non-alcoholic drinks alongside um, some small plates which Meadows uh, are doing which will involve some charcuterie and some cheeses as well. We'll have some cold brew teas, some wine alternatives, so some clarified earl grey tea, maybe some rich smoky beetroot pomegranate for a red wine um, and uh, I'm working on an orange wine which I found... um, a black tea which gives off the characteristics of a muscat grape so i'm currently trying to figure out how to work how to work that into it <laughs> So you can book online through Meadows' website, but there will be a few tables available for walk-ins as well. And future events? So we've got one coming up uh, with uh, Liz at the Modern Table, that's being at the Wine Rooms, and that's uh, September the 10th, another Sunday evening, and that's going to be more of a, a, a set menu with um, the drinks pairings. Um, and then in October uh, I'll be doing an event at the Liquor Loft um, at Dairies, where I'll be taking over the bar for the evening um, solely all non-hour alcoholic drinks um with some acoustic acts as well it's alongside serotonin sessions focus on well-being and mental health Um, so yeah will's been doing a few events um over at uh, the grain and hop store really nice things around cambridge at the moment so we're just starting to hopefully bring that into a monthly thing
6: and sam has an online shop where you can buy his drinks and a newsletter you can sign up to all via his node instagram account
4: and we'll have some more news later but now orleans kitchen this is a cafe it's in the very center of town it's a place where you can get a taste of the caribbean as well as your usual cafe fare. so imagine your cappuccinos your lattes and bacon baps sitting nicely alongside your rice and peas jerk chicken and curry goat Run by the mother and son team of Orlean and Leon Williams, they opened around Christmas time last year, and they've been steadily expanding their menu. And this is where we catch up with them. Because one of the things I remember them talking to us about just after Christmas was introducing rasta pasta. And here is Leon.
9: Yeah, the rasta pasta made it on. It's most probably one of our popular dishes. I think our jerk toastie with mango sauce is also a big seller for us. And then my mum's curry goat with rice and peas. I'd say those three things are our best sellers. And we're about to kind of do a range of different wraps.
4: Here's Orlean.
2: I joined with Leon and started to cook the West Indian type food curry you goat. You
9: me out of your kitchen first. <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> You were getting annoyed with about the of people that were coming to the house and knocking on the door and whatnot. <laughs> just me frying food in your kitchen. So I think mum and dad got a little bit upset. So, yeah, I got kicked out. And then luckily a friend of mine had closed down his cafe in Water Beach called The Pharmacy. Yeah. And I'm a bit of a haggler, a chancer, fluky. And we just came up with a deal. And then I was like, well, look, mum, I've got an actual kitchen now. You know, if I do all the fried food side of things, do you want to come in with a like Caribbean, Jamaican cuisine? And she was like, yeah, yeah, good idea. And then, yeah, that's how it all started. So things are going okay. Yeah, it's been good, it's been good. There have been ups and downs, lots of arguments between me and mother, but we try and make up pretty quickly and keep going. But I really don't want to deceive anyone into thinking that it's a bed of roses. Would I advise working with a family? Maybe not. You know, me and my mum, we've got skills that do complement each other and we're just learning now to know when you sort of get to that level of, yeah, maybe it's time for you to have a few days off.
4: <laughs> or maybe it's time for you to go on holiday. And there's always room for more menu options.
9: So, yeah, definitely got a chopped jerk chicken wrap that we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a chicken Caesar wrap. And there's also like a Korean sort of sticky barbecue Korean sauce based wrap that I'm going to do. And then we're also going to do like a tuna and sweet corn melt. And maybe kind of come at it at a really popular fast food brand that the whole world knows about. And maybe have wraps on certain days and I'll leave it at that and I'm sure you can fill in the gaps.
4: Leon did a lot of frying and grilling when he worked at places in Shoreditch in London.
9: It was high-end fried chicken. You know, the way that the, the the meat was sourced and the size that it came with and the food was amazing, everything was amazing. And I think I just kept going back and I was like, I can't keep spending money here. Maybe I should just try and get a job. And that kind of turned into to that scenario and way of things. Well, Once so I left that and came back to Cambridge, and just doing, you know, a bit more grilled things as well because I've always done kind of fried chicken burgers and wings and fries like that but I think that everyone's a little bit more health conscious at the minute and trying to find better ways, you know, of just staying healthy so we want to try and just offer a little bit more along those lines with salads and and wraps and hopefully as well, more events in here you know, anyone that is looking for an amazing space with us or do something by themselves with food or coffee or, or whatnot, Hit us up, please. Fire I,
4: I remember you saying to us, like, your dream was to combine food and music. Yeah. To have that live venue. Okay. We have
9: had a really good reggae night which was amazing, and then just this Saturday, had another night where a good friend of mine who's a producer, he's also a great youth worker at the Romsey Mill, Carl Lewis, has just dropped his own EP. And then we had like a lot of R&B and UK Garage and sort of Soulful House, which was amazing, really good vibe.
4: So this really will be a very nice evening out. 100%,
9: I think we can go up till 9 p.m. So it's like the perfect time, you know, if you need to get back home to the kids or you've got the clubs and bars and pubs around that you can kind of continue your night. But yeah, definitely we're looking to explore and exploit the evening trade a little bit more.
4: Orlean's Kitchen is located in the Guild Hall, that historic building that sits between Cambridge Market and the Corn Exchange. Although it may not be obvious that there is a cafe there. I think on Google
9: it still says that this is the tourist information centre.
4: There's not really signs or promos outside. There are signs on the windows though that say Orleans Kitchen.
9: So I'm constantly trying to drag people in and going, it's not that you can come and grab really good coffee and some food. <laughs> I think one thing I say every single day to customers that are intrigued and want to try some of the food, it's not spicy but it's extremely flavoursome. So we don't actually like spice that burns your mouth off but we definitely like food that has flavour and tastes good I just think everyone has certain stereotypes with certain foods and certain cultures and not everyone's adventurous when it comes to food They really really, really aren't. We are we are, we like to try different things and at the same time we don't want to alienate ourselves by not being able to offer food that everyone can try and you've always got hot sauce if you want to make something hotter do you know what I mean? which we have an array of. Now that we kind of have a little bit more of a core customer base, as well as obviously the new food that we want to kind of be bringing, we've also come up with an idea that we're gonna implement September onwards and we're gonna, to basically kind of like, once a month, just do a buffet. So we'll have 10 more items from the Jamaican cuisine that we don't have on our menu, but you can come and pay and then eat as much as you want, basically. Because yeah. we always have people going, oh, why aren't you doing this and why aren't you doing that? And you can't please everyone every single day. So we were thinking, well, look, let's just do one night a month where we put on lots of different dishes, and then that's the opportunity for people to come and taste more. It just makes more sense. We're in the middle of Cambridge, it's not the cheapest of places to be. So I think that way it kind of gives people the variety on that particular day to come and try more. Especially for our regular customers as well that might be buying some of the same things. It just opens it up a little bit more for them if they enjoy what we do.
4: What's your mum's interpretation of how everything's gone so far? For my mum, I think it's been a steep
9: learning curve for her. And sometimes I have to remember, you know, even how old she is and these are supposed to be sort of her years where she's slowing down and it seems like she's speeding up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she's, she's enjoying it and I think, especially when we may have an event or we have people and it's predominantly her food that people are eating, I know that it fills her heart with joy to see, you know, people enjoying it. We're about to see the fruits of our labour sort of start to come to fruition. So, yeah, we're happy. We're in a good place. We're in a good place right now.
4: Like you say, it's going to really ramp up now with summer just on the cusp.
9: Yeah, yeah. We're feeling good. And like I said, there's lots of things in the diary coming up. And anyone that's in town,
4: please check us out. Lovely. Cheers, Leon. Cheers. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. And we're at Orleans Kitchen by the Guildhall. And you're listening to Flavor on Cambridge 105 Radio. Yeah, that was Leon Williams. And you can find Orleans Kitchen Cafe in the Guildhall opposite St. Edward's Passage and the Ark Shop. Now, amongst the food ideas and the once a month buffet, I'm really excited for another potential food and music venue. Now, there's some great places already in town for live music and good food. Uh, hot Numbers, for instance, in Guida Street, Lutayo in Mill Road, De Luca's on Regent Street, and Orleans Kitchen could join this. In three weeks' time, Leon has got a long weekend of soul grooves and DJs playing, and he's on the hunt for an upright piano too. So if anybody is willing to donate one, or perhaps is happy to sell one at a reasonable price, then Leon will definitely be interested. He knows a lot of talented musicians, and, you know, I would love to sit down to a dish of codfish fritters, rasta pasta, and an evening of live jazz for one of those hot summer nights.
6: Now, details of free food available in and around Cambridge. The information about what's available and where to get it comes from the Olio app, which exists so that people's or businesses' surplus food doesn't go
4: to waste. Yeah, that's right. And looking at Olio today for Cambridge shows us that Jean in Chesterton has a mixed bag of Tesco bakery items. This includes pretzels, croissants, pastèche de nata. The only caveat, she says, is that they have been next to each other, so there's the possibility that some allergens could have passed between them, so do be careful there. Next up is Jade in Arbury. She's got a a loaf of Warburton's half and half and some bread rolls to give away. Mally, who lives near the Cambridge United Football Stadium, has got stacks of hot dog rolls going spare, whilst the enigmatically named H on Mill Road has an unopened pack of wraps, four seeded burger buns and four wholemeal baps to anybody who wants them. Next up is Carol. She's near the Beehive Centre. She's offering Heinz chicken soup, a tin of prunes and a tub of energy tea. Now, this is something I've never heard of before, so I had to quickly look it up. And it turns out there's lots of energy tea products out there. They seem to contain ingredients like GABA and ginseng, and they claim that it gives you a supercharge. But the blurb that accompanies them says things like may increase stamina, may Hmm. improve mental focus but finally if you do want a real shot of energy then lena who lives just over mill road bridge on the romsey side she's offering an unopened jar of homemade apple jelly that was made back in 2016 so you can see it's not all just bread and energy teas on oleo today
6: and another
4: free app is called Too Good To Go,
6: and that has unsold food from restaurants and shops, often at less than half price. And rather than specifying each leftover item, the surplus food is simply packaged as a magic bag, ready for you to take home, instead of it being binned at the end of the day's trading. Yeah,
4: good stuff. Now, next up, uh, this week, Sue met with Jin Shao Li, the owner and founder, together with Bill Brogan, of Market House in the town centre. Market House is a restaurant, a coffee bar and a food lab and it's celebrating its first year anniversary. Here
2: is Jin Xiao. It's been a tremendous year for us. (laughs) Market House is a five-storey building centrally located. We have lots to offer, a restaurant, wine bar, private dining, cookery lessons. We really feel pleased with what we have achieved. I gather you've been really busy with all the graduations and everything. Yes, and becoming busier and busier. With different season we see lots of different things going on. It's very interesting to see and to learn this pattern. Like June and July we've been having lots of graduation dinners, small and big with Cambridge University, with ARU University and uh, lots of other celebrations like birthday, anniversary and lots of private dinings as well. Most of them are really just foodies who love a bit of good food, drink and nice time out. How would you describe your food? Last year when we first opened, we say modern British but we don't know which direction of modern British it is. Uh, going to be we've been changing menu every maybe five six weeks learning really from lessons customer feedback and now we are more confident and comfortable about our food offering it's becoming starting to build up market house style Uh, we will still use the word modern british with a bit of maybe french and mediterranean influences and a touch of asian influences as well and the main thing about it is everything is fresh and locally sourced if possible every day fruit and veg meat fish everything delivered fresh in the morning and the chefs starting the day preparing from scratch really everything is just nice ingredients fresh ingredients prepared put together with care, not lots of drama. So that's what we love and what we would like to put on the menu, put on the plates Mm. to share with people. Do you have the same kitchen brigade? Because, I mean, Bill has got a long
6: background in hospitality in terms of working in St John's and and previous places. So I gather he has a talented... Well, you both have a talented team in the kitchen, is that right?
2: Yeah, Bill has been in hospitality many, many years. In the kitchen, we have Sean, who has been cooking really to high standards for 30, nearly 40 years, and the head chef, Chris, and a few other younger chefs. Both are really learning, progressing very nicely. Like I said, we soon find out the direction or the style of Market House offering, and we think that's really what we would like to offer, adding on something extra, something different to the Cambridge city centre dining scene. You also have the wine
6: bar downstairs, and I gather that that's been very successful for various events.
2: It's a very unique space because Market House is a great listed building. It's over 230, nearly 240 years old. In the 1850s, this building was a wine merchant's home. So they live here with their family, cook maize everybody and the wine bar was their wine cellar so we kind of reconnect that part of history with what we we offer now so we make the wine basement into a wine bar it's very quirky very intimate so people say oh the restaurant is nice on the first floor but when people go to the wine bar, they think oh this is lovely very unique arch ceiling quite interesting different place and we have some very interesting wine lists to choose from and also the space itself is very special so it's been loved by wine lovers and also people uh, hiring the space for special like drink reception birthday parties or pre-dinner post-dinner drinks.
6: And you also do various wine tasting and events, don't you?
2: Do you have any coming up? We do, yes. We're not organising lots of tasting in July and August because most people are travelling, but we'll have wine tasting lined up for September. Wine dinner, really, it will be busy September, October, November and December with wine tastings and wine dinners.
6: And the cafe as well, because, again, that captures people who are walking around the market. How have you found that to
2: be? We love our own coffee and teas. Really, we have some lovely, really special suppliers. Our coffee supplier is The Brew Project, head up by very lovely, charming Johnny. All the coffee beans are locally baked. Used to be in Ely, now in Cambridge, in Eddington, so even closer. And our teas supplier is Jai Tea, which supply amazingly large range of top-quality teas ground floor we have the outdoor dining area it's great for coffee tea pastries and lunch really glass of wine really as spritzer whatever weather and when it's cold or rainy we have lovely indoor restaurant and wine bar probably the last question how has the sort of corporate side of things and the food lab been going that's quite exciting as well we are surprisingly glad to see that the private dining has grow very, very strong here at Market House. And the reason why is because we are five-story building, so we have really flexible different spaces to be used. Like the private dining room on the second floor where we are sitting, it can sit up to 16 people and with nice lounge area, fireplace for winter time. So it's very lack of private dining spaces. Of course, all the colleges have private dining spaces, but restaurant-wise, it's something unique offering. Restaurant-wise, we can divide it into two parts, either the front room overlooking the market or the whole restaurant. And the wine bar can take up to 50 people. Mm. Um, Full lab we can do comfortably 10, 12 people for cooking, drinking, hands-on experiences.
6: What would you say your aims are for your second year?
2: We're still very, very young, one year old, but what we have planned from the very beginning is happening. The next year, we would like to organise more uh, food tasting, wine tasting, hands-on experiences, and we would like to really have more people, welcoming more people to our wine bar. For, for a year on, you
6: have shown an amazing level of success and I wish you a very happy second year. Thank you very much, Sue. Thank you. And that was Jin Zhao Li of Market House
4: Restaurant talking to me earlier this week. OK, we're going to take a quick break now, but we will be back in about two minutes with a story of the new wet fish shop in Cambridge. Also, Ben Roberts' fish ideas and more food and drink news. Don't go away.
10: Cambridge 105 Radio.
0: Come and join us as we head to Cherry Hinton Hall for the Cambridge Folk Festival. We'll bring you the sights and sounds of the region's most prestigious music event. Over four days, Cambridge 105 Radio is backstage with artist interviews and live performances. Coverage continues across the weekend on Cambridge 105 Radio. Listen live on Radio Player. It's forecast to be another hot summer. Watering the lawn, cleaning the car, filling up paddling pools. It all adds up to a massive strain on our local water resources. But did you know a hose uses up to 1,000 litres an hour? That's as much as an average adult uses in a week. And every single litre is high-quality drinking water taken from the same groundwater sources that supply Cambridgeshire's chalk streams, including the Cam. If we all switch our hose for a watering can this summer, we'll keep millions of litres in local streams. Can for the Cam. And not only will you save water, but you'll help protect habitats and wildlife for generations to come. And while you're doing your bit, here at Cambridge Water, we'll be doing ours, finding and fixing leaks as quickly as possible. You can find out more about saving water and why it's important at cambridge-water.co.uk. Just look for Can for the Cam on our homepage. Can for the Cam. Ditch the hose this summer. The ultimate challenge is
6: back. The 17th Cambridge Dragon Boat Festival in aid of Attenbrook's Charitable Trust takes place on Saturday the 9th of September gather your colleagues, hit the water and hear the cheers of the crowd as you paddle your way to victory no experience necessary there's even a range of bankside entertainment food stalls and fun activities to guarantee a fabulous day out for all the family for more information and to register your team, visit dragonboatevents.co.uk the 2023 Cambridge Dragon Boat Festival organised by New Wave Events and supported by Cambridge One. And welcome back to Flavour. And at a time when more and more fish is sold pre-packed and more and more supermarkets have sadly closed their fish counters, with Waitrose one of the last to have one, the opening of a new wet fish shop in Cambridge is Good news indeed. So let's head over to the station area where Malloy's Craft Butchery has gone and been replaced by Malloy's Craft Fish Butchery. Alan went to check it out and spoke to Ollie Bircham. Ollie, can you tell me
10: something
5: about what sort of fish you're selling here?
10: Of course. Um, we go from everything from traditional, so we have cod, salmon, haddock, sea bass to slightly more exotic fish like a John Dory or um, even kingfish, um, swordfish, yellowfin tuna, everything.
5: And if somebody comes in with an exotic request like, say, parrotfish, would you be able to source it? Yes, we can. Um, Actually, we had an order for that tomorrow morning. (laughs) um where do you get your fish from then?
10: Um, all over the place. Exotics and things like, such as parrotfish do come through Billingsgate. Um, our Scottish air, our salmon is from Scotland. Cod from North Atlantic again through Scotland. South coast for many flatfish. And then most of our shellfish comes from Norfolk.
5: Um what about freshness? Because people are really concerned about fresh fish, aren't they?
10: Of course they are, and rightly so. We have uh, fresh deliveries every morning so we can ensure the highest levels of freshness. We also deal with day boats that help us ensure that everything we sell is at its freshest possible point for you to buy.
5: And the other, I mean, I think people have, in general, quite a lot of concerns about what they eat now. It didn't used to be like this, but True. another concern that people have is sustainability. How do you ensure much so. um, sustainability?
10: Once again, we use day boats throughout the UK, um, and a few things of our um, stock is farmed. For example, our, our salmon is from Westeros in Scotland, which is farmed up there, but we ensure that it's sustainable and good because it has high welfare standards it's been royal warranted and we do all the necessary background checks to make sure that there is the most sustainable and healthy fish that you can buy i know a lot of people have concerns about farmed fish but not that many people can afford wild salmon can they exactly that's un- unfortunately wild salmon is very expensive uh, it is very nice but also it's 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 expensive because of its time. It's usually line caught by single people, which you could argue is is more sustainable. But for the demand of salmon, it's it's not feasible, and that
5: hence puts the price up. Can't meet the demand. But I guess through your links at Billingsgate, if people ask for wild salmon, you'll oh, be able to get it. Yes,
10: yeah. Not only Billingsgate, we know a few a few few people that go salmon fishing oh, in you? the season. <laughs> so when when we need it, we can go and speak to them. Obviously all above board and everything board. yeah
5: yeah and I was also wondering about things that well things that go with fish like samphire for mm. example
10: uh, we have samphire um, in the season it comes from the Norfolk coast uh, and then later on in the summer it will come from northern France Yeah, um, but that's that's about as far afield as we go uh, we're also going to start doing a line of um, freshly made pâtés with our smoked fish that we buy which is smoked locally uh, in Exning and um, we're also going to look into dips and fish soups and bisque, for example, from lobster, possibly even making that ourselves because we can sell we, we sell live lobster and cooked lobster, so we can use the shells and everything from that to make the bisque and yeah. ensure as little food waste as
5: possible. Good. Okay. And what days are you open? We are open Tuesday to Saturday, 10 until 6. Right, and when, when do, uh, do you expect to get most custom? Mostly weekends. Mm.
10: Fish seems to be, in my, in, in my experience, seems to be more of a, a, a thing you would have at the weekend rather than the midweek. Even though it is extremely fast and easy to cook, most people seem to, see, to have it as a, a fancy meal to have on a Saturday night, for example, and enjoy the end of the week rather than sticking something in the oven on a Tuesday evening.
5: Yeah, and and for religious reasons, a lot of Catholics eat fish on a Friday very much than so, eat yeah. meat, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And if you could just remind everybody where you are.
10: We are at Unit 3, the rail yard in Cambridge, just left of the station.
5: Right, or as you look at the station, just, just right... to the right, station. indeed, yeah, it depends <laughs> on your perspective. Me. OK, yeah. Ollie, thanks very much for your time. Pleasure, thank, thank you very you. much.
6: And in a few minutes, Ben Roberts will be along to give some quick and easy ideas for cooking fish.
4: OK. Time for a bit more news now. On the 6th of August at Amphora in Devonshire Road, the foraging chef has a pop-up. It's a five-course tasting menu with a flight of ten wines included in the ticket price. So, you pay a £55 deposit, with £60 to be paid to the chef directly on or before the dinner, and that totals £115. Now, to give you an idea of the dishes... One course is tomatoes from Steve's garden, green walnuts many ways, and pickled brown crab. Another is smoky pink fir potatoes, caramelised cream, fermented spring herbs, and magnolia hot sauce. And the dessert is St George's mushroom miso cheesecake, blackberry chong, and koji ice cream.
6: And Steve Thompson's Meals at Amphora sell out really quickly and I would say that the food is superb. Mm. So, advisable to book as soon as possible. And Steve's next nights are on the 10th of September and the 15th of October and bookings for those already being taken now as well.
4: Over in Congratulations Corner today is Scott's All Day in Mill Road. It has its birthday coming up and to celebrate there is a day of pizza and bottomless drinks and that is on the 19th of August. Also in Congratulations
6: Corner are Sam Adams and his partner after the birth of their daughter.
3: Yeah, she's going to be nine weeks old. All good. Yeah, late nights, early mornings.
5: You're a busy man.
3: Small amount of sleep.
4: (laughs) And further
3: congratulations
4: to Sam for appearing three times in one programme. Surely that's a record.
6: And on 6th September at Cambridge Gin Lab, there's a gin and cheese evening with cheeses from Cambridge Cheese Company. Six cheeses, in fact, to have with three different gins. There's also a gin and tonic to welcome you. Book on the Cambridge Gin Lab website
4: under special classes. Liz Young's Modern Table has a lunch on Sunset Hill on the 1st of October. Now, this is a 1pm start with a cocktail and canapé followed by a starter, main and dessert. The cost is £75 per person and you can book at themoderntable.co.uk. Bushelbox Farm Fruit
6: Farm in Willingham has its first variety of apples on sale called Vistabella and several varieties of plum are available now as well. Herman, Meritare, sanctus hubertus opal and violetta claire barker from brownsfield farmstall on cambridge's sunday market last week has cesar
4: and the exceptionally tasty early rivers and finally well for now culinaris in mill road has some saucisson in goat cheese rind new in stock alan was saying earlier that he bought some of culinaris's french butter this week and said it is lovely and he bought some excellent soft sheep cheese there too what a good place more news later Ollie from Malloy's Craft Fish Butchery was saying earlier
6: how quick and easy fish was to cook, making it an ideal thing for dinner on weekday nights, yet oddly most people save it for the weekend. Alan asked Ben Roberts, who sells fresh fish from Grimsby Fish Market on Saturday mornings in Grantchester Street, Newnham, for some quick and easy cooking ideas, and today Ben talks about Place and Coley.
5: And I was going to ask you about place because it's quite a good time of year for place, isn't it?
1: It is, yes. They're not breeding anymore. They're, they're, they're all well out of breeding. They're all nice and fat again. And then now until probably just before Christmas, they'll be in peak condition. So if you wanted place, it's the time to buy. It's the same for most flatfish and roundfish. The breeding season sort of finishes in spring, and now they have put the weight back on and um, the the flesh is nice and meaty again. So uh, and from now until sort of before Christmas, before they even start thinking about breeding. All of the white fish that the you know around the coast are really nice to eat. Um, right. flatfish and roundfish. Ah, oh, right. And roundfish. <laughs> okay. Well, your flatfish are things like uh, the Place, lemon sole, and Dover sole, and witches, and dabs, and brill, and turbot, and things like that, and halibut. They're all the flatfish. They swim on their bellies, and the roundfish: cod, haddock, pollock, coley, um, ling, and tusk. All of those, all of the roundfish, they're the ones that swim higher up and. Feed differently to the flatfish. They don't swim along the bottom and eat all the shellfish.
5: And so, since place is pretty good at the moment, have you got some simple ideas for place?
1: I think place is one of those fish that I think less is more. I think you, to enjoy place, I think if you do less to it, you'll enjoy the place more. If you if you're adding too much to it, all you're going to taste is what you're adding to it. But I think place is one of those ones. It's got such a nice flavour that simply either just floured and pan fried or even steamed you still get the flavour if you don't overcook it's like most fish don't overcook it you know it's so quick to cook fish you know people don't, it doesn't need 20 minutes in the oven you know it's, it's a lot less than that for people who aren't confident with fish how do you know when it's cooked uh, yeah it's it's there's an answer to it. If you've watched any of the TV cooking shows, they all say, you know, it's just translucent. And it is. It's really quick to cook fish. Most fish will cook within a couple of minutes, you know, unless it's a really, really thick piece of fish, but a couple of minutes and you, it's well done. My mother used to say,
5: and the fat should be
1: smoking. If you're going to fry fish, definitely. And if it's deep fried as well, because if it's not hot enough, the fish will sink to the bottom of the pan and basically boil in the oil, whereas if it's, the fat is hot enough... In a deep fryer, it goes down and comes up and sits on the top and fries on the top and floats.
5: So, place, put some flour on it and fry it. That's all you need that's to do. That's the easiest, that's way. The easiest okay. way. yeah. Something that's a bit more unusual uh, and which I guess people who aren't confident with fish won't have tried is coli. Yes,
1: yeah. Well, coli was always uh, a cheaper fish and it still is. When cotton haddock were plentiful and everybody could afford cotton haddock because everybody ate fish because it was cheaper than buying meat... Cody was something that was so cheap, it was usually given as cat food or pet food or things like that. But it's one of the best fish to get if you want to make fish cakes. It, it's it got a really nice fish flavour, and it's one of the cheapest fish you can buy. And it's, it's super, you know, and <laughs> really tasty. Right, so you would, what, just shred it yeah, and you, mix you'd, it Yeah, you'd, you'd steam the fish, steam your potatoes, mm. just mix them together, and either with a bit of um, parsley or thyme and make little fish cake shapes and off you go. And just everything's cook already cooked, so you don't really have to cook it that much more. If you're going to uh, flour them or egg and bread from the the fish cakes, it's just basically to warm them through.
4: You're not having to cook it again because everything's already cooked. Good advice. And Ben will be back next time with some ideas for other fish. Now, is fish something that you cook much of, Sue?
6: Oh, yeah, it is, actually. Yeah. Um, I would say we cook fish three or four times a week. Oh, um, Oh, yeah, I absolutely love fish, and it's so healthy and so quick to cook. That's the main thing. Yeah. Often doing it something like an and papillot, which basically means in either in foil or greaseproof paper with some herbs, lemon, a bit of wine if you're feeling indulgent, and a few, few sort of thin slices of, of vegetables. It's a really simple and quick dish to do. And I did like that coli idea. Yeah, yeah, because I would agree, coli always used to be disparaged because it was slightly odd coloured
4: fish but it cooks
6: up white and that that's reminded
4: me i best go make some fish cakes <laughs> <laughs> i love fish too but i can't really cook it very much uh, when you live in a shared house the smell of the fish can annoy other people ah but that's you see if you do it in papillot mm.
6: if you do it in foil you don't get the smells yeah um, what about if you but then you can't
4: you're not protected if you're making something like chowder
6: Chowder, no. no, no, definitely not. No, chowder's a lovely idea, but no, no. <laughs> if people don't like the smell of fish, they won't like chowder.
4: Would the papillot cover a strong fish like uh, kipper? Um, not so sure hmm. not so sure about kippers oh, I like kippers I like kippers too I never thought of them my dad was always going you've got to have kippers you've got to have kippers they're great I wouldn't touch them then recently I tried them and they are great but they're I don't amazing. think many people touch them anymore
6: no they don't I mean jug kipper used to be a real thing So, mm. uh, which is just ways you put your kipper in a jug of hot water and that cooks it
4: oh blimey yeah <laughs> simple as that <laughs> well let's go on to our final news roundup of the day beginning with wine uh, Sue do you want to take over on the wine Yes, indeed. At the wine room in
6: Hills Road on the 10th of August, there's going to be a tasting of Loire Valley Whites from 7 till 8.15pm and the cost is £30. The wines include some rare gems from 2010, 2011 and 2013, as well as a vertical tasting of a Vouvray from 1995, 2005 and 2015. Sounds interesting. So, also at the wine rooms on the 7th, 17th of August, there's a tasting of wines from South and Central Spain.
4: There will be four reds and two whites. At Amphora on the 6th of August, there is a rosé masterclass. Ben Burnham of Pink Wine and co-author of Rosés of Southern France, along with Elizabeth Gabet, the master of wine, will demonstrate what a serious rosé is. Terroir expressive, exciting, age-worthy, flavorful. This event takes place not at Amphora, but at Espresso Library in East Road, and it starts at 5pm. And Amphora's tastings feature a minimum of six wines, accompanied by appropriately matched cheeses from Culinaris. The food is designed as an accompaniment to the wine, which is the main focus of the event. Following this class, the foraging chef Steve Thompson's meal, which we mentioned earlier, is at 7.30, and that takes place at Amphora in Devonshire Road. And also at Amphora,
6: on the 9th of August, there's a tasting of Bordeaux wines, featuring Bordeaux Blanc, the right bank, which is more Merlot dominant, the left bank, more Cabernet Sauvignon dominant, and underrated wine from entre de Mers, and the famous Sweet Sauternes. And that begins at 8pm, and the cost is £40 per head.
4: At Cambridge Wine Merchant's King's Parade branch on the 17th of August, it's the best of Burgundy. There will be four reds and four whites to taste, along with a spread of meats, cheeses, olives and crackers. Tickets are available from the King's Parade branch only, and you can reserve yours by emailing kings at cambridgewine.com.
6: And if you want to have a wine tasting of your own for friends, family or colleagues in the comfort of your own home, then James Thorne of Thorn Wines will host a tasting for you. Home tastings range from £30 per person for the classic open tasting to £50 per person for the select tasting. There is also the tailor-made tasting of wines from a selection chosen by you. For more information on in-home tastings, email james at thornwines.com.
4: Now, parents don't need to be told that it's school holidays and that children need something to do. The Food Museum is just a short train ride away in Stowe Market, where it's just a few minutes walk from the station. It has the Thrills and Grills Cookery Club every Tuesday and Wednesday over August. It's for seven to 11 year olds who will learn cooking ideas from a professional chef. And it runs from 9.30 to 3.30 throughout the month. Booking though is essential. And
6: also at the Food Museum during the summer holidays, there are pizza workshops on Thursdays and Saturdays. They run from 11.30 to 1.30 and are for anyone above the age of six. Families are welcome and all children under the age of 13 must be accompanied by an adult. Again, booking is essential. And that's all our news for
4: today. There's the music signaling time for news from social media and just quickly alice and Regix Crepi of She amelie that's their cafe residency by the way at the cambridge cookery and bistro just off purbeck road tweeted that they are uh, their morning preparation of their tasty cinnamon rolls just before they go into the oven Always a favourite at the weekends, they say. Uh, Brewboard have tweeted to say that their hazy pale ale is back. Floral notes combined with grapefruit pith for a 4.5% hazy hit. You can get it now from their taproom or from their online shop. Next up, Hot Numbers Coffee. They've brought in a new specialty, speciality bean from West Columbia, made by Diego Andre Widor. They describe it as an all day drinker containing notes of apple pie and hazelnut. And finally, the Cambridge Sustainable Food Group are still on the lookout for volunteer drivers who can help them with delivering food packages to those in need. One of the well-worn phrases is that Cambridge has the greatest disparity between rich and poor of any city in England. Not sure if that's the whole UK, but in England, certainly. So, if you think you can spare a few hours for the Cambridge Sustainable Food Group, then do contact Becca via email. Uh, That's spelt B-E-C-C-A at (laughs) cambridgesustainablefood.com. And there's Green Onion signalling the start of
6: our somewhat brief job section. Steak and Honour is looking for a full time food truck chef,
4: and you can apply by email to hello at steakandhonour.co.uk. And here's some brief details about other posts which are currently available. You can apply via the company's website or just simply pop in during a quiet time for a chat. At Al Pomodoro,
6: the Italian restaurant in Hills Road needs a chef. The pay is £16 an hour. Butch
4: Annies in Green Street are looking for a sous-chef, starting as soon as possible. Parker's Tavern requires a sous-chef, a commis-chef and a chef de partie. And the Garden Café
6: in the Botanic Garden is also looking for a chef. And finally, at Magdalen, and finally Maudlin College is looking for a sous-chef, as is Wagamama and the Station Tavern. And the Station Tavern is also looking for a chef de partie. <laughs>
4: All of which brings us to the end of today's programme. So you can catch Flavour on alternate Saturdays at 12 noon. We're repeated on Mondays at 6pm and Thursdays at 2pm. Flavour will also be available as a podcast early next week.
6: And coming up on Cambridge 105 Radio today at 1pm is live coverage of the Cambridge Folk Festival. But that's all from us. We'll be back on the 12th of August with lots more food and drink news, jobs and features. So until then... Goodbye. Goodbye. And good to have you back soon. Thank you very much indeed, (laughs) Matt. (laughs) Cheers.